0: Echoplex Media streams seven days a week on twitch.tv slash Media. With a variety of hosts and topics, there's bound to be something you'll like. Or hate so much you can't stop watching it. Check out our full schedule at echoplexmedia.com.
1: At some point, we are going to have to do a whole show about how good this show sounds.
2: Things that I do with
3: Welcome to Down Ballot. We do the show live every Tuesday at 7pm Pacific, twitch.tv slash Plex Media. If you're checking out the podcast version of the show, thank you very much. And if you're watching live, thank you very much as well. Uh, I'm Producer Dave, and you can find me in such places as Grinder.
1: Uh, I am Councilman. You can find me up in any place that has good boba drinks and maybe some spicy uh, lemon uh, chicken. Yeah, that's what I'm looking for today. So... Uh, uh, you can also find me on Twitter at T-H-E underscore councilman where I look for all the lemon chicken. Um, and you can look for that in my tweets and replies because that's where you find the lemon chicken. Um, and definitely check out Producer Dave's tweets and replies because that's where all the heat and the fire and the, the locomotion is. Um, yeah, check out Uh Check out the contact page to find us. Check out the support page to support us. And check out all the shows that we have to offer. This is a, a wide-ranging network with a lot of offerings. Uh, we have something for everyone including down ballot your local uh, news and politics show here in the bay area and the south bay area um stay tuned for local love later um which will be featuring some of the greatest in local tunes uh featuring producer dave and chip deville
3: and we have a Doc's black joining us this week very nice Doc's black excellent anything like lewis black no 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 okay. that would be okay. for a, that would be for a different show maybe okay okay
1: <laughs> a black swan maybe anyway
3: so, uh, um well, thanks for doing the docket, because I didn't have time uh, today for anything, so that's good.
1: Not to worry. Uh, there was plenty out there and I just wish I could have gotten around to a few different networks, but um NBC Bay Area is going to be providing most of our content today <laughs> because they just they just tend to post more um more local news uh and, and stuff you can find that doesn't direct you to some other random story that you were not intending to watch. Um, <laughs> and,
3: so you should just start yeah. replying you should start replying to them, be like, You post too much, you have internet brains, stop it
1: right <laughs> uh, yeah kpix we're looking at you you're the ones that that post the redirects um so you got to watch out for those links if you're telling us it's one thing it should be the thing um but yeah we, we got to get around ktvu abc you guys do good work but um nbc kind of has you beat in terms of volume
3: um, i'm assuming they just have a much bigger budget
1: probably or they just have someone dedicated to doing the youtube stuff because they have a pretty good youtube presence um, so you can find and that's we found that these are a little easier videos to, to to find to watch and to make sure that they are what they say they are
3: so earlier today you could have caught me on a panel about uh de-radicalization and uh online extremism um i was joined oh. by a jangle science lad nine Tails cosmic fox was the moderator uh faraday speaks caleb was on that panel I was joined by vivian wolf and um i just can't uh, no comment chick was there. i don't i can't remember everybody there were a lot of people there and uh Panels can get a little chaotic, but a lot of fun. You can check that out on uh, the replay on the Nine Tails Cosmic Fox channel. And then Thursday, you'll be able to catch me on uh, with Professor QAnon and uh, Marcus Homozygo. We're going to be doing a conversation about... What we refer to as academic window dressing, where someone is lying to you but they're pretending to be a professor while they do it. So that's going to be the subject, and that'll be, uh, I believe, 5 p.m. Pacific over there. The channel is Homo Zygote with "goat" spelled G O A T. Uh, definitely our people. That sounds. That sounds about right, right? Anything with the G O A T, says um, Homo so, and Goat in it. I am
1: there. So that that professorialism or whatever that sounds like Petersonism to me, actually, it isn't. Really yeah, matter.
3: it's going to be. It's going to be a lot of the stuff that we talk about generally on Wednesday on the intellectual dollar tree is going to come up for sure.
1: Fabulous. Fabulous. Well, um, I understood absolutely none of that uh, as far as where that's going to be held. So I'm, I trust that, you know, where it's going to be and you can let people know. So yeah,
3: yeah, I'll be posting about it. I'll, I'll tag you in a tweet about and beg you come hang out in the chat. The people are fun and smart. Uh, Professor QAnon is also uh, now writing for our blog. We changed the name from magazine to it's now the defamation times. (laughs) So check out our blog, go to our website, click on the link that says the defamation times, and you'll see us defaming all kinds of people's characters there. But uh, I don't know enough about me. Let's do the show, man.
1: Yeah. Leading off tonight, we've got something, uh, you know, we caught on the news the other night uh, and thought instantly of down ballot. Um, But this is just a reminder that if you're going to drive drunk and you're going to hit somebody, I mean, it's bad enough, but you might want to make sure that's not a sheriff's deputy that you hit.
4: New at five, frightening reminders
3: of the dangers of driving under the influence. The Alameda County Sheriff's Office tweeted out these photos of a crash early this morning. 4.30 this morning, they say. A suspected drunk driver ran a red light at 16th Avenue and Foothill in Oakland. The driver crashed into a deputy's car at a high rate of speed. deputy was injured in the crash but is expected to be
1: okay. The driver was arrested. (laughs) No shits. There you go. Yeah. Right. Uh, they had actually a video of this last night too. We can maybe find it for the, the show notes, but, um, they had the surveillance camera video video of the accident. It was gnarly. I mean, I'm surprised that the sheriff, um, is going to be okay, frankly, but that's more than likely because the, I'm guessing his uh, ride was well equipped with safety mechanisms. Right. Cause they, um, they probably have to be pretty sturdy to be police vehicles, um, uh, practically
3: like a tank. Right. Yeah, it seems like the car uh, bounced off of the, the SUV and then landed in somebody's front lawn.
1: Yeah, or the lawn of like a church of some sort. Yeah, and they, I, I'm, I imagine that they probably came out a little worse for wear, but um, yeah, it's just rule number one. I mean, if, you, if you're going to run into something, you know, make sure it's not a cop. <laughs> yeah, I, you may not get away with it anyway, but at least you're, you're pretty much assured of not getting away with it when you hit the cop. Um, so if you're driving drunk out there, just be aware and, and be respectful and and drive drunk responsibly. That's all I can say.
3: Or call an uber
1: that's also an option um there's apps for that now uh, honestly um too drunk to drive there's an app for that
3: never mind the fact that when we were kids your parents would tell you never to get into the car with a stranger
1: right well it's they're not a stranger right like uh it's your friend it's, it's yeah it's like are you frank are you ahmed are you are you june uh yes are you peter yes are you bob yes are you joe yes they're friends we're all friends now
3: so yeah don't drive drunk and it looked like they were dr- like day drunk driving too there's nothing more fun than going for a stroll like in Oakland where them the weather's really nice if you're drunk just go for a stroll
1: right just get out I, I think this might have happened this might have been the aftermath footage when the sun came up this I think this might have happened overnight possibly but still same point taken I think there was no one on the streets right it was perfectly beautiful night you know no no a cloud in the sky get out and enjoy it and get some fresh air
3: and walk after you've been drinking you need it anyway
1: exactly and really in, realistically speaking you know uh, most of these accidents when you are drinking they found uh, studies have shown that most of the accidents happen within a mile of your house anyway so it's entirely likely that this person was very close to their home or at least within walking distance of their home when they got into this accident so it wasn't a residential street it was not on a you know major
3: thoroughfare or freeway or anything i, I so. will say it was nice to see that cop car so busted up but that's, that's yeah. different that's a different story right <laughs> that's, a, um, that's a different that's a whole different show a whole different story probably a different channel exactly um there is a an item coming
1: up in San Jose at the council soon I think around them uh, uh, buying new tanks so
3: uh stay tuned for that that'll be a fun great story. I, lo- I love it when I love it when cities buy tanks just, well, it's just in case like, it's just in case they have to go to war with some other city it's nice to have a tank
1: right well that's the that's the funny thing they're they're rethinking public safety by saying well you know, we're going to let you have the tank, but we're going to make you justify when you use it. Right. So so you can have the tank, but you have to give us a list of when you might use it before you can buy the tank. <laughs> uh, so that's how, that's how they've said they've satisfied it. So they can just make a list and tell them this is when we'll use it. And, and then the council will let them buy their little toy. Um, yeah.
3: So let's move on to winners and losers here where the, the there's really nobody. There's no winners. And if anybody does happen to come out ahead, it's just not who we're rooting for
1: like typically no there are no winners and winners and losers but that's what we call irony um so uh and if you're a regular listener uh or watcher of down ballot you definitely know what what falls into this category so um first off uh i don't know if we've i want to say we covered this story a few years ago when they brought up the idea um but um water cops are back are you are you? Are you going to get busted by the water cops? Do you, are you conserving water? Do you? Uh... I I am a water cop. <laughs> I don't know that they have guns, but um, you know, so I don't know how intimidating they are. But anyway, uh, the Valley Water District is trying to get people to conserve by any means necessary, and they're looking at bringing back uh, an old program of uh, water cops. <laughs>
5: our climate in
6: crisis now and a new push to cut water use in the south bay santa clara county leaders are debating creating a new water enforcement team today in the bay's ginger konahera sob is live this morning ginger this comes as our reservoirs are extremely low That's right, Chris. Good Tuesday morning to you. We're right next to one of those reservoirs here in Los Gatos. So take a look at Lexington Reservoir behind me. It looks beautiful this Tuesday morning with some, well, you can see the water that's filling up the reservoir. But as of yesterday, Lexington, along with the other reservoirs in the county, are only at 24 percent full. And like much of the state, Santa Clara County falls under that severe drought category. In response to this, both state and local officials are taking action today. Take a look at your screen. There's a lot of orange and even some red on that map. And that's exactly what California's Department of Water Resources and the Water Board will address today at a media briefing that's set to begin in just a couple hours. Here's what's so alarming. California has experienced the driest January to March on record. And as we approach the warmer months, water conservation will play an even bigger role in offsetting this drought that we're experiencing. Different counties here <laughs> in the Area are offering solutions, incentives, and now in Enforcement. Santa Clara County, who back in 2019 gently asked people in the county to cut back watering their lawns to two or three times a week, say their request didn't work.
7: March of
1: 2022, our
7: water oh was 30% higher than March of 2019. Uh, so, uh, you know, what we were looking for was a 15% reduction, and we ended up with a
1: 30% increase. Well, whose fault is that?
6: Now they're proposing a new ordinance with enforcement restrictions that will be presented to the board soon. Water police, as they will be called, may (laughs) start enforcing by the end of the month. First, starting off with door hangers, and then we will step up to enforcement with fines of up to $500 per occurrence. Meantime, over Hmm. in Marin County, the Small Business Administration is offering economic support for some agricultural businesses that have been impacted by the drought. Some uh, economic loans are also also uh, available for non-farm businesses that work directly with those agricultural businesses. So there are steps in trying to help those really affected by this drought. We'll find out more where the state and where local officials are planning to go. We're live in the South Bay. Ginger Konahera Saab today in the Bay.
1: Water police coming for you. They need like a, st- a theme song and, you know, sound effects. <laughs> it's, anytime you say it, right, like water police. Squirt.
3: <laughs> but it should be like more like get smart and less like the wire. Yeah,
1: no, absolutely. I'm, I'm writing you up $500 fine, $500 fine, $500 fine. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a little frightening, I suppose. I mean, I, if people need work though, so it, it's a good job for folks to have, it <clears throat> sounds like, you know, it sounds like they're going to have a need for it. I don't know. It, it, it seems to me that, you know, I don't, I don't know how fair a lot of these conservation tactics are, frankly you always ask them well you know i've been conserving like a diligent you know resident for many years when you told me to conserve and cut back i cut back so you're asking me to cut back again but what about my neighbor who you know maybe hasn't cut back and waters their lawn at 4 p.m. at the you know the highest heat of day um you know do they have the same obligation to cut back as i do in terms of like are is it is it incremental right like do they have to cut back to where i was <laughs> three years ago and then some right As a, and do i only have to go a certain length because i've already cut back enough right um at and, what point
3: well the problem here and we all <clears throat> we all know what's going to happen right they're not going to go up into the los gatos hills and start busting people for wasting water <laughs>
1: like hell no no and, the, and more than likely not the big ag farmers who, who have lobbyists and money to to defend themselves right um and the, and the homeowners in, in the the Rose Garden and the, the Nagley Park areas, right, with the big lawns, um, they won't bust them. Um, it'll be folks on, like, the east side and south San Jose, you know, in the in the, the lower-income single-family communities with lawns, right? They're the ones that will get busted for sure.
3: And, like, this is, like, another one of those things where, like, density is good because there's four residences in the building I live in and just a tiny little grass lawn in front of it. And so what if these were forced freestanding single family homes? It's like, uh, you know, a, we keep coming back to this, the solutions to a lot of these things are the exact thing. The people who live in the communities don't want. Isn't that interesting? Um, that's a really fantastic point. I think that
1: people need to get their heads around because, uh, I was dealing with this just the other day. Um, so, uh, you know, doing community outreach uh talking to an old friend uh who i share a lot of values with in terms of you know arts and culture and progressive values to some you know and and social justice and things like that but up to a point right um the point being that they're a property owner in you know south of san south of san jose state in downtown right but in a neighborhood that at one point was a bunch of you know victorian and single family homes but now is like you know growing up right and it's slated for development it's slated for more mid-rises and high-rises and, and denser living you know denser arrangements right uh, of, of businesses and uh, residences and they're you know of course older and my friend is older and his wife are concerned about the future of the city and development and getting um and just getting not priced out but just getting overwhelmed with all of these uh, people that are coming to their neighborhood, right. And all their, uh, cars and their stuff and, you know, taking up space and the high rises, you know, blocking out their, their view of the sun. Um, and, and that's influencing, you know, their political decisions to the point that they are, you know, they, they fall in line with whoever it is, tells them what they want to hear and tells them that they're going to protect this bucolic suburban lifestyle that they've come to expect when in reality, everybody knows who's in the know, knows that that's not where we're headed, especially in a place like downtown, which is just naturally going to densify. So to me, it's like, but you're right. I think, I think folks who are, you know, who want us, who who are, who want other folks to conserve, who want to, who really want to push these things and want um, us to be smarter and want cities to be smarter and want governments to be smarter. They want it up to a point. And the point being when it comes to their neighborhood
3: right it's it's uh, it's this american individualism thing where they want to yeah instead of seeing like systemic solutions to problems like water which would again it's just building taller buildings so that everybody doesn't have a lawn um not not for nothing though there's a lot of tech here and a lot of those fucking places will uh water cool their uh, data center um via direct water cooling or even like spritzing cold air or cold water into the air to lower the temperature I just have a feeling that they're not going to be asked to cut back.
1: Sure. Yeah. There's a lot of, and there's a lot of different um, ways that we, you know, we try to create energy efficiency by using more energy, right? Like the, that, uh, that other uh, oxymoron or great irony, right? So, yeah, no, it, uh, very interesting to see how that, how this evolves, especially because I just don't see that big splotchy map. I don't see that getting any better, frankly. I mean, with, uh, climate change, whatever you want to fucking call it, global warming being what it is if if the experts and the scientists who we i think we trust in this network uh, to some extent if they're right you know we're headed towards a greater en- environmental collapse so this is only going to get worse right it's not going to get better no matter how much we conserve. serve um, so uh, i think we're headed towards a real dangerous place but you're right the the, the denser we get the easier it is to manage and uh, they studies show something like you know 60 70 percent of water usage is is outdoors it's it's in your yard it's not right. in your house right it's not your laundry or your dishwasher or anything you know your drinking water it's it's the water you use to keep your keep your house uh keep your property values up and keep your um your your visibility up what's the word the uh curb appeal sorry keep your curb appeal up
3: yeah so. uh, homeowners associations maybe have a little bit to answer for here too because you're, 100%, you're trying to do the right thing and then you get a fine from your homeowners association because your lawn looks like shit well you know it's like well, cu- right. i would just write them back and be like listen the city is saying to cut back on water i'm cutting back on water and i'm not paying this if you'd like brown to go to arbitration i'm your yeah. huckleberry let's go let's do it brown
1: is the new green bitch
3: <laughs> but i do respect uh, the people who have like rock gardens and, and stuff in front yeah. of their place because and yeah. like 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 uh trees that don't need a lot of water and like, cause that takes work and you're definitely bucking the trend in your neighborhood. And people are, people are going to think you're weird because you have a rock garden, but I think people do it sometimes because it looks cool. And I think it, a lot of times it looks very cool. Like a rock garden with like a koi pond or something looks very cool. But I think some people are like environmentally minded and they're like, well, I'm going to do what I can and let's, let's throw some rocks in front of the place. Plus you don't got to mow the rocks, right? So
1: truth and uh, in fact both, i recommend
3: yeah. against mowing the rocks it sounds dangerous
1: <laughs> probably dangerous for everyone involved including not, maybe not the rocks but um yeah i know and uh native plant gardens succulent gardens same effect same same effect as far as water goes but um even can be even more beautiful so um makes that with a rock garden in the koi pond and you got yourself a really rock rockin front yard um and i've seen a few uh um, our neighborhood's actually pretty good for that um our house has always been We've never had a lawn, at least not in the front yard, and we let our lawn go in the backyard long ago. So it's just, you know, it's pretty much weeds <laughs> and rocks. Um, but uh, yeah, we've seen, I've seen a lot of nice yards in our neighborhood that have been converted from lawns to, you know, native plants, and it, it looks it looks very nice. Doesn't ruin your curb appeal. Doesn't ruin your property value. Um, and helps the environment in your community too. Imagine all that now it's all easy to say that when you go to, you know, hire a landscape contractor, you know, you're, you're looking at thousands of dollars to redo your yard. So don't get me wrong. Like it's still a privilege to be able to do it. So maybe the city and government can come in with a little bit of support to help you do it. And they do, um, there, there are grants, small grants available to homeowners to, to help, um, you do this. So look into it.
3: So what's going on up in Concord?
1: Shit. I don't know. Um, they, (sighs) have High school mascots are a really sensitive subject, just like high school names, right? Um, We had a big thing in San Francisco with the naming of schools, causing the the recall of some of the board members. So uh, uh, apparently a mascot, uh, there was a suggested name change for a mascot uh, at a high school up in Concord, and people freaked the fuck out.
5: I spoke to the superintendent today, and he says there's a lot of history behind these mascot changes. Although there are a lot of complaints about the changes erasing history,
1: Minuteman symbol is a, is a gentleman standing with a rifle. We don't want guns on our campuses or images of
5: guns. But a recent community survey asking people to vote on a new mascot has triggered a lot of discussion in the community. Some are contemplating their choices. One of them would be Congo uh, kangaroos, uh, Congo <laughs> chameleons. A couple of
2: kids on the baseball team were saying cows and I thought that might be a joke. I'm not sure if that's one of the possibilities.
3: <laughs> I like that guy.
1: <laughs> the cows, the conquered cows, very nice.
5: The conquered cows. The
1: cats. Ooh, the cats. But
5: others don't want to discuss the new name. They want to know why the school wants to get rid of the old one.
3: Yeah, it was part of our history during the Revolutionary War. <clears throat> uh, the Great Revolutionary War fought in Conquered California. Get the fuck out of
1: here. By John Eckland. He's a, he's no. He's the last known survivor of the Revolutionary War. In fact. <laughs>
4: could not went a war, got rifles, and uh, I'm really glad
5: that they went and fought for us, so we have... He's a grandparent. We're not a British colony. Concord High isn't the only school making changes. At nearby Ignacio Valley High School, you'll notice the Indian Warrior mascot is no longer on the school signs. Last month, the district board voted to switch the Warriors for the Wolves. Superintendent Dr. Adam Clark says about seven years ago, the state directed schools to replace Native American mascots, and last year, the district board voted to replace any human mascots with non-human mascots. I think
1: they would just, the students would want to move something just a little bit more um, peaceful and a little bit more. Um, reflective of them and something that they could that they could somewhat relate to. This is the one that really the Jaguars in the and, one. and why crocodile. <laughs> all the I would,
4: I would always go look at the alligators and stuff, crocodiles, reptiles, stuff like that. It always caught my attention.
5: Picking a new name will ultimately involve public hearings and a district vote. Until then, the debate continues, and the Minuteman stands at attention at Concord High. In Concord, Sharon Katsuda, NBC Bay Area News.
3: Did you hear the rooster?
5: Yeah. So
3: I like the cats, but the cows, it's a really cool name. Like the other team is going to be confused. What (laughs) what do you mean? The cows, the conquered cows, let's go cows. Like the opposing team is going to be like, what?
1: (laughs) The uniforms, I can just, I can just imagine the uniform combinations and colorways you could have. It would be fabulous. The shoes alone would be just an epic. You remember um, back yeah. in the
3: day, people would put cow print um, seat covers on their car. Oh, I think okay, that would be hey. what the uniform absolutely should look like. Again, just baffling the opposing team.
1: And the helmet, the helmet would be a cow, like a cow print helmet. Oh my god, the shoulder pads, the whole nine. That would be just beautiful. Um, and then like the mascot, the mascot would be a cow, right? Like a living cow. You'd have to have a cow run, or maybe a not well, not a steer with like the the horns, but like literally a, just a just a milk cow. Um, that would be just, and and instead of like the running out like the the Texas Longhorn mascot, right? The steer, it just sort of ambles out, like, <laughs> and right, and it takes like it takes like a couple minutes to get to center the center of the field, right? Um, and so, so everyone's just waiting, or it's dragging like a cannon behind it or something.
3: The cow just general <laughs> cow's bored and has no idea why it's there.
1: <laughs> the chameleon's kind of cool though. Like the chameleon could just disappear, right? So it'd be kind You'd of even like, really hey, our a mascot mascot's here. Yeah, it's like our mascot's right over there. Where? Right over there. Um, it's like, but, a, like I
3: can't see it. Yeah, it's a chameleon, dude. That's the point.
1: <laughs> but, uh, but I, I am going to say this. Um, and yes, this comes from you know uh, a space of being a white male privileged dude. Whatever. The Minuteman, really? Like this is the Revolutionary War. It's not like it, it's not. The, it, it, I don't know. It's a white guy with a gun. I get it, but it's like it's a musket, and it's. It's obviously got some historical significance. I don't know. I don't feel it's derogatory towards me as a white man and doesn't imply that this Minuteman was also a slave-owning, you know, uh, autocrat. Maybe he was. Who knows that particular Minuteman?
3: I got the solution to all this and the statues, all of it. Rotate it all out every 10 or 15 years. That way, like, nobody's going to be mad that you took the old one out because you just rotate them out every 15 years. So there you go. that way... You change the name of the school every 10 15 years remove remove the statues get a new statue every 10 or 15 years change the name of the, do the school mascot like like at the same time you do the school name change just every 15 years just spice it up and then you've like taken the uh taken the like the the, the air out of the, the the sales of the people who are going to get mad when it changes you know you go no 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 we're just changing it every 10 years now just so yeah
1: yeah I mean, kids nowadays, like in high school, they, they pick class mascots, right? They, pick, they even pick class, um, like, logos or class uh, monikers um, these days. So, yeah, I don't see why they, you just don't just let the kids pick the mascot every year, right? Like, whoever's on the ASB, right, or, the, or you let the student body vote on it, right?
3: Well, maybe not every year because then you're stats. you're you're replacing all kind of stuff all the time, and it does get expensive.
1: But. well, you know, you can get a grant for that, right? Like the the Equiplex Media Foundation will give your <laughs> district will give your district a we'll Make a Wish grant to do this just just to see if it would work. But um, anyway, but yeah, I I I, I agree with you there. Um, uh, maybe maybe a little rotation, or maybe not being so um married to to anything in our history and remembering that. know all of your heroes are more than likely trash yeah yeah that's that's a good one it's a really good thing to remember um we say a lot on this show but it's good to remind people so just remember that um and even if you know someone you don't really know them right so uh, maybe we should maybe maybe they're right maybe we shouldn't name shit after people um anymore well that might be a better option
3: we should just name it after somebody's pet because like what did fluffy the cat ever really do to anybody
1: I think I think the good wife would be totally happy naming anything after our dog. Um that would be great. Whole cities,
3: countries even. Yeah, see. But yeah, I just uh, think like the the <clears throat> the stuff about like you know, art on the wall, change it out every few years. Um mm-hmm. statues, tear the thing down every few years and put up a new one cuz times change and so should I don't know the world around you. Fucking, thank you for attending my TED talk. <laughs> Everything dies. Everything.
1: Uh, <laughs> speaking of dying, no, I'm kidding. Uh, actually, less people are dying from COVID, which is a very good thing. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, moving along in winners and losers, the uh, city of San Jose has uh, get, gotten a little spooked, and they're requiring now all of their employees to once again wear masks around city facilities. So we'll see how far uh, if this goes any further. But for now, let's find out what's happening
4: more than 6,000 people who work for the city of san jose masks indoors are once again a job requirement the priority remains the health and safety of our employees even though our interview with the city spokeswoman was done virtually she wore a mask because she was inside city hall at the time one of the many city buildings where masks are once again mandatory for employees and strongly encouraged for the public
5: we anticipate lifting the requirement on friday may 20th 2022 However, this state may be extended as we continue to monitor case rates within the Santa Clara County and within our workforce.
4: And they don't have to look too far to see proof that masking works. At the LM Rock School District in East San Jose, the mask mandate was never lifted. Administrators will tell you they had no choice because local community case rates were high, but Vx rates were low and it's paid off.
0: Our numbers are not um, as
4: bad. On January 9th, LM Rock had 255 school exposures. It dropped to single digits before spring break and after a short expected Easter spike, the number is once again back down to single digits tonight.
0: I feel very reassured that the decision of keeping the masks was good. I think that it was an important layer of
4: protection. In fact, with the county COVID numbers climbing, the superintendent is now considering extending the mask requirement to summer school. The question now, as every Bay Area County is now back in the high transmission category, is whether others will follow San Jose's lead. Damien Trujillo, NBC Bay Area News.
3: So the trend has been that everybody follows Santa Clara County's lead on this stuff eventually. That's just been the trend
1: nationwide even um we were we were we've been a leader in this for a long time i like jordan peterson's the next video that comes up here that's nice
3: (laughs) well the the youtube account we use to stream you know is what it is and like sometimes late at night i just let it recommend something to me and we watch it so algorithms baby once you go down once you go down the rabbit hole a few times all all the tunnels lead to that same rabbit hole you know that's how they
1: design it baby for and it works both ways the knife cuts both ways right um anyway uh so uh i'll admit as a you know public servant i i like the pro- how proactive our county has been and uh and the city of san jose have been i do know that there's a crap ton of people out there including elected officials who are they'll say i i don't you know put this lightly but they'll say you know just fucking tired of covid right and tired of everything and just want to go back to quote unquote normal or how things quote unquote used to be um and just Obviously, aren't willing to accept that things are going to be different.
3: Things period. used to be a lot of shit, right? Yeah, <laughs> and we're not it's, going back exactly. to like like some of it. It's just the way the world is, you know.
1: Yeah, we've been talking about it all night, right? Like housing, um, your neighborhood, uh, public safety. You know, your your concept of of what's uh, of what uh, equity and equality and what you know uh, what all that mean. Everything is evolving. Everything constantly evolves, right? You just have to be. You're either, and you either accept that and roll with it and try to evolve with it and you can benefit from it even or you just stay stuck right and if you don't have any power you uh the only reason is the only reason you want to stay stuck is if you're stuck with power but most a lot of people who are stuck don't have a lot of power and that's what really pisses me off it's like you could you could change your situation if you just got unstuck um and not even, not enough of us are getting unstuck most of us are pretty well stuck
3: that's why we end up with people like trump in office frankly Oh, gee, now I'm getting all cynical, Producer Dave. I know that's why I bring you here to make sure that you keep that cynicism, uh, like at a fever pitch.
1: That's well, that's what Winners and Losers is all about, really. It's it's enough to make you want to, you know, fry your uh, tailbone. Ah, oh, but anyway, um, as we like to close out Winners and Losers each week, um, we like to ask someone to get their shit together, and lately, um, wouldn't you know it, San Jose PD has had a lot of shit to get together, um, and this is the latest
8: the new sexual misconduct accusations come while the san jose police department is under a public microscope for officer misbehavior it's something san jose police addressed earlier this week
3: uh, that officer was immediately placed on administrative leave
8: to first start off and say the union's president says he's
4: outraged by this latest case if these allegations uh, are proven to be true, then this person has no place in law enforcement. NBC. <laughs> learned
8: an officer who responded to a home recently with a mother and daughter inside
4: is accused of masturbating onto their kitchen table. Having these different incidences really has led us to a place where we want to uh, start taking a much harder look at our hiring process, our background oh, really? process, and really see, uh, is there something that's being missed
8: the other issues he's referring to were last week's revelation that 24 year old rookie officer Dejon Packer died from a fentanyl overdose following a night of partying with other officers Then another officer was placed on administrative leave for allegedly being intoxicated when he responded to the scene of the kidnapping of a baby boy. Sources with knowledge of that case tell us the officer had a blood alcohol level of .139, nearly twice the legal limit. This has been a scandalous week for the San Jose Police Department. Legal analyst Stephen Clark says these repeated instances of misbehavior have a ripple
3: effect. Wait a minute, not for nothing. Shouldn't while you're doing your job, the legal limit just be zero?
1: That would probably be a good idea. Yeah, like a yeah, like not drinking at all, maybe, or doing drugs at all when you're on the job and you're holding a gun in, in the position of power like that. Yes. Poss- possibly. Yeah. Possibly. I mean, really, any job.
8: Law enforcement in general when it comes to trust. And
3: even though this only involves a small number of officers, there's a spillover effect that people will start to wonder what is going on at the san jose police department when you think of this many incidents in a short period of
8: time clark Clark says the da's office will likely review every case involving these officers because defense attorneys are sure to use the misconduct to poke holes in prosecutors cases you could see cases being
3: overturned or cases being dismissed because once an officer's credibility is called into question the entire case can fall apart
8: No argument
3: from
4: the police union. And we want to ensure that uh, that the public does trust us and really understands, again, that this is not who we are.
3: It it, it is who you are.
4: Jensen,
8: NBC, Bay Area
3: News. Uh, At the end, that was a lie.
1: Yes, and he is the president of the Police Officers Association, so that goes with the territory. Um, Yeah, the hypocrisy coming out of Sean Pritchard's mouth right there is unbelievable fucking believable to say oh yeah now we should look at our hiring practices and now we should look at you know take a deep dive into who we're putting on the force right and who we're putting out there to represent us and every single fucking time anyone calls for something like that right what does the union step up and do say fuck you no we're not you know meet and confer we got to go to the negotiation table for that like you know you're not gonna you're not gonna constrain our ability to do our job you're gonna tell us how to do our jobs you're gonna tell us who we should hire and who we shouldn't hire right Um, it's only when shit like this blows up. And again, they didn't have the same reaction to the shit that happened in the wake of the George Floyd protests. They just said, oh, well, we've got some tactics we could probably look at and we need to have better training, right? But they weren't willing to look at, even the the one officer who we all know was being an absolute bastard, right? Like all cops aren't bastards. I know this for a fact, but this one bastard was very obviously being a bastard and they were reluctant to even call them out directly, right? Now, now that there's a cop who's been busted masturbating on someone's table, <laughs> now Sean, you're ready to to look at the hiring practices. Okay, cool. Well, I'll, I'll we'll remember this the next time like someone on the city council proposes to do this, and we'll see your reaction. Right. Um, anyway,
3: it's, it's like when they when be- they get caught out like with something completely extreme, they're like, "Oh, we need to examine our hiring practices." It's like, ah, oh, you should have done that a while ago.
1: Correct. So it's it's not it shouldn't be surprising then that they are endorsing someone for mayor, the only like major candidate for mayor who's not on the city council right now, right? Who has nothing to do with their contract, um, and can promise them whatever they want, right? Because they <laughs> they don't have to work with them at this point, right? Until later. Ah, the glory of local politics. It's just beautiful. Um, we're going to get into it a little bit more tonight, actually. Uh, on down ballot watch, it's kind of a good segue, I suppose.
3: Which what we, we got what? here is, um, <clears throat> I guess, elevator pitches from the major candidates for uh, San Jose mayor.
1: Correct. Actually, not just the major ones, the minor ones too. So we're gonna, you're gonna love uh, a couple of these, I guarantee you. So I'm not sure what order they go in, to be honest with you. But you, it's pretty much scrolling down that page and and hitting them one at a time. Um, to decision 2022
6: now and we are now less than a month away from deciding several key bay area races and starting today ballots will be mailed out for that june statewide primary
2: in san jose
3: seven people running to replace mayor sam Licardo. we reached out to each of those candidates asking them what they want those voters to know well the vote videos that you're about to see will be the order those candidates will appear on the ballot so let's take a look here we go I want to be elected the next mayor of San Jose. I'm a third generation
8: San Jose resident. i worked for the residents of San Jose for 31 years as a police sergeant. I've been active in San Jose government as a city council aide to Councilman John DeQuisto, a two-time city council candidate, and appointed a member of the Greater Downtown Task Force. I know what
3: San Jose has been and can be. And next.
9: I grew up in San Jose, graduated from San Jose State, taught at-risk kids, and served as a San Jose police officer. As an officer, I saw firsthand the crisis of homelessness. Fact is, we can't solve homelessness without addressing the mental health challenges in our community. I'm running for mayor to continue my work in building permanent supportive housing and to expand our services for mental health and drug treatment so that people can get back on their feet.
1: Next. You will love this guy. Because
9: I believe that the solutions to homelessness, affordable housing, and climate change come from the people and the compromise between them not from fruitless arguments about nothing, because we can build.
3: I would hate my channel late at night.
9: Yes, we can.
6: (laughs) 14,000 homeless people find a home. The DA and I created a national model, arresting rapists by quickly processing their DNA working with police officers and neighborhood leaders, I know we can make San Jose the safest big city in America again.
3: Oh, not Deb. It's my councilwoman. Oh, no. ...studying
6: the issue of non-citizen voting. I will
3: yes.
1: bring
6: honesty and transparency back to city government,
1: restore yes. San
6: Jose to the safest big city in America, and preserve our neighborhoods. We must build housing the average person can afford and tackle homelessness and blight. I look forward to your support
2: for
1: me. Oh, Marshall.
2: I'm running for mayor because I want to keep fossil fuels in the ground and make San Jose a food garden again. If you're interested in learning more about how I will make San Jose a global leader in the effort to reduce greenhouse gas emissions, visit Marshallwoodmancy.com. What
1: happened to Marshall? To start this
3: important discussion. Okay, listen, we understand you've tried DMT.
2: San Jose are working harder than ever, and our city government needs to work just as hard as you do. My name is Matt Mayhem, and I don't believe that politicians should get automatic raises until San Jose does a better job addressing homelessness, rebuilding our police department, and cleaning up our city.
3: And there you have it. You see the seven candidates there. You can watch all of their- it's not looking good <laughs> for <sure to> say <laughs> yeah. for those candidates right now. Not looking good, folks. Com. You can move to Sunnyvale or Campbell or Milpitas. Even Milpitas at this point. Things aren't looking so great.
1: Yeah, I absolutely knew that. I figured that was going to be your reaction. After watching the videos especially, I'll say this much. I don't think that all of those necessarily represent you know, some of those folks as well as they can. I think Jim Spence is you can't do a whole, m- whole bunch w- bunch with him. He he pretty much is like a m- little mini Trump figure almost. Um, and uh, he was the one that that said that we need to do something about the hobo problem at one <laughs> of the recent debates. Um, so that was pretty that was pretty good. Yeah. So, um, in- interesting a lot assortment. Um, a tech bro, uh, a county supervisor and sort of nonprofit industrial complex leader. Uh, two cops, uh, and a data wonk, um. That's pretty much what you got. So listen, oh, and, Marshall,
3: and Marshall and Marshall. So listen, I'm going to just going to tell you my two favorites are the guy that was trying to sell me DMT and then uh dev Davis probably, unfortunately, <laughs> like it's not, it's just not looking good.
1: I was the only one to stand against non-citizen voting. Oh, well, um,
3: but I mean, like, it's not like the other people weren't saying a bunch of, wow. Well, I guess Cindy Chavez would oh, yeah. actually be my second choice. But again, the, oh. the, the guy who's definitely definitely tried hallucinogens and changed his lookup is my first choice
1: marshall's fabulous i uh so i i've been in a couple forums with them recently i get to see marshall and um what a kick his his girlfriend is his campaign manager um she is also very interesting cat so uh uh yeah I, i i highly recommend if you haven't already folks get out there and check out uh, a forum. There's plenty of them that are posted online. You can watch them on uh, on tape of delay, as it were, on your own time, and you can fast forward and rewind and talk with your friends about it. Um, but get to, if you're in San Jose, if you're voting, you're, you're going to get a ballot this week and you're going to have to, I mean, you don't have to vote for one of these fuckers, I guess, but, you know, think about it. Check, out, check them out and uh, see who might represent your values the best. I would guarantee you none of them is going to get more than 50% of the vote on June 7th when the election closes. Um, So we're going to have a runoff of the top two in November. Um, So you can have a say now and make sure that, you know, uh, at least one or two of the folks that you like are in that runoff. Or you can wait and have everyone else choose for you who the two you get to choose from in November are, right? That's That's my pitch for voting in a primary. Um, especially when there's a runoff situation because you could wait and see how things turn out right see who the best uh, cream of the crop is Um, but it may not be the person you want you want to vote for necessarily and you're letting other people decide for you you're letting a very small percentage of the electorate choose for you we'll probably have producer dave 45 percent max people of of registered voters not even just people but registered voters 45 percent turn out to vote in this election that's a small fraction, frankly, of the community. Um, so don't let them, don't let them determine um, the community's vote. Like, get out there and, and have your voice heard,
3: and vote for DMT guy.
1: Vote for DMT guy. <laughs> I'm totally biased, so I'm not even going to say who my horse is. But um, yeah, but don't. I, I I would not begrudge anyone voting for Marshall. Um, he's yeah, honestly, he's he's probably the most honest, and you know, just a. a non-politician of the whole bunch there he just he, he really is in it because he cares about the things he's talking about even if he is a little bit on the on that side of things <laughs> on, the spe- <laughs> on the spectrum as they say um he he really does legit care about the the things he's talking about too. and i think others there do as well but um you know the political machine gets us all eventually
3: so uh so we got we got one more story here in down ballot watch it looks like uh the supervisor that was representing the tenderloin district in san francisco were they recalled is that correct or did they no?
1: so that no that was matt haney uh the uh, the guy who was just elected to the assembly um to replace david chu who was appointed the city attorney and is now running to be the city attorney you know again, or to continue as a city attorney. Um, So Mr. Haney was just recently elected in a special election to the assembly. So he had to abdicate his supervisor seat in San Francisco. It's a supervisor slash city councilman. You're you're called a supervisor, but you're really running the city and the county. So you're actually doing kind of both jobs at once. It's pretty interesting. Um, But uh, because of a quirk in the rules, instead of this triggering an election to replace Matt Haney, London breed gets to uh, the mayor gets to appoint someone to replace Matt Haney until the next election. Um, and theoretically this person could stand for election. Um, I think it's next year when the, uh, it, they elect in odd years in San Francisco because they're odd. Um, so, <laughs> so next year he would stand for election. Um, but I don't believe this is the person that Matt Haney had sort of tapped or wanted to, to to be his replacement um i think london breed is is exercising some of her political will here i'm matt dorsey
7: do solemnly swear
1: do solemnly swear
7: that I will- today mayor london breed swore in the newest member of the board of supervisors it's an appointment that san francisco's police chief jokingly said he has mixed
9: feelings about let me thank uh mayor Breed for making what i believe to be an outstanding selection but I'm a little
4: I'm a little ticked because we're losing such a great guy.
7: <laughs> After spending years as Chief Scott's lead spokesman and strategist Matt Dorsey will now fill the vacant district six seat left open when Matt Haney was sworn in as state assemblyman. Advocates for public safety were applauding the appointment, saying Dorsey provides a new police ally on the board. Matt's been a very stand-up person, and he always cares about public safety, which is a big concern of mine as well. Prior to working with the San Francisco Police Department, Dorsey spent 14 years at the city attorney's office as a spokesperson for Dennis Herrera. Dorsey describes himself as a three-time drug rehab graduate and says his highest priority is taking on the city's opioid crisis. He calls it a public health calamity, even comparing it to the darkest days of the AIDS epidemic.
8: And as a gay man living with HIV who remembers those terrifying days, I will tell you that just like AIDS, the stigma of who is dying is masking the horror of how many
7: are dying. This appointment for now Supervisor Matt Dorsey sets up an interesting run for him to retain his seat in District 6. Reached by phone, Honey Mahogany confirmed plans to run for the seat in November.
3: Oh, I love Honey Mahogany. I smoked weed with her behind Splash.
7: and aide to former District Six Supervisor Matt Haney and Dorsey, who
1: many see as a city w- insider and ally. They were Matt's, Matt Haney's you know, pick, pick. Those people they're replacing. The, people. Uh, the winners Sh- is Sharky Sh- 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 Laguana. Six
7: months to mount a
3: campaign. That can't be a real name. Quintana, NBC right. Bay Area News. Yeah, what was that, Sharky Laguana? That sounds like two. That's what. Like, Sounds like the villain, uh, or
1: like the the alter ego of a villain in a Marvel comic, or something. I don't it's
3: know. It's <laughs> like when it's when you want to name your kid after an animal and you can't pick one, so you pick two. <laughs>
1: so it, yeah, it was Haney's aide who uh, Haney would uh, prefer to uh, to have the seat. So he, you can imagine he'll be campaigning for them pretty aggressively uh, when the time comes um, for the election. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting though, uh, I don't think that Haney. Matt, I, they're both named Matt, so I have to go with last name, but um, I don't believe Haney got along very well with the POA in San Francisco and the police union, or the or the police for that matter. Um, he more likely sided with Chesa and that that side of uh, the coin. Um, so not, it's, it's inter- interesting choice by Breed. It's sort of exerting her power and picking a police apologist, basically, um, to fill the, the seat.
3: Didn't Breed run as a
1: progressive? I mean, it's San Francisco, <laughs> so it's all different shades, right? But I mean, she's a black woman, so at the end of the day, like if she's not a progressive, she's she's going against her own, uh, uh, you know, what's best for her, frankly, and her own values. I'd say, um, her, uh, but yeah, I mean they all run as progressives, but I, I she's certainly proven to be at least a little more moderate, um, and uh, more police friendly, public safety friendly. Like you know, remember she just a few months ago was proposing a huge crackdown right in the tenderloin right uh, and 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 send a lot of resource police resources there um, into Haney's district so
3: didn't didn't they end up they, they heads. didn't they end up not doing it though
1: they did it it's just that it didn't uh, there's been no it's one of those lovely proposals and and initiatives where they take it on and maybe there is something that happens early on or maybe there's some sort of sustained investment but it doesn't actually solve the problem or it's a solution in search of a problem or it's a problem in search of a solution Um, and you don't wanna go back to it and highlight it because nothing happened or the whole point was not that something was gonna happen in the first place, right? The whole point was you're gonna talk about how I'm doing something about it and it really doesn't matter if anything happens at the end of the day because you realize how news cycles work and how media works and how people's brains work and memories work and attention spans work. No one's gonna remember whether it happened or not, right? Even we're kind of hazy on like, did something happen? Um, right. Right. But you got, you made the big splashy hit and London breed is now known as fucking tough on crime, London breed, right. Um, in all the right circles. So when she runs for something else, attorney general or whatever she wants to run for next, right. Um, she's known as tough on crime, London breed. Um, so regardless of what she ran for in her, in her race, but in her race, she told everyone I'm progressive London breed. And if they don't put two and two together, she's still progressive London breed to them. Right. Or even if they do put two and two together, she had to do that because she's looking out for people. She's caring for the people that, you know, they're sweeping away and sweeping into, uh, you know, out of the neighborhood and, and and sweeping up off the street. Right. She's being humane to them and doing the right thing and giving them treatment. So um, anyway,
3: yeah, fair yeah, enough. She's going to be the law and order candidate when she runs for reelection. Right. Oh,
1: 100 percent. I mean, that's that's what she's angling for, for sure. Yeah. Um, so, but it's, it's not surprising in Sanford, like I said, in San Francisco, you know, it's just it is gradations of blue there, right? There, you know, even a moderate Democrat has, can struggle to succeed there, just given the, the electorate, but there's just enough. There's just enough of those folks in those, in the outer districts, right? In the outer uh, neighborhoods, outside of the, the downtown and market and Soma and the Tenderloin and, uh, and Chinatown, right? In, in the less, whatever you want to call it, um less gritty neighborhoods if i can use a racist term um you know th- th- there's enough of those folks there that can keep someone like london breed in power and can empower others and can still exert a lot of political sway over the city even if there's a tons of the, the majority of folks are you know more like us
3: not for nothing though she's like in a big like fight with the da sort of and the mm-hmm. da is in a big fight with the police and then mm-hmm. she appoints uh, spokesman for the police. I think that Correct. there she may be. There may be. A, it may also, you know, be a little bit about kind of sticking her thumb in uh Chess boudin's eye a little bit. There,
1: hundred percent, right. And and again, exerting political and exerting political will, showing which side she uh, she's on, right, and whose side she's on. Um, and and you know, at the end of the day, like police unions, they spend a lot of money in in public safety unions, but a lot of money in elections, right. And they, um, you don't necessarily, and they've they are still, you know, no matter what we think, right, you and me and us, and folks who watch this show and listen to this podcast think, when they do, when they do polls, there's still three ballot designations that come up top of the pops. Teacher, police officer, firefighter, right? Constantly. Um, so police and police when polling are still the most well regarded When you when you ask someone like does this person or this group's endorsement matter to you if you were picking a candidate, right? Police, not police unions maybe, but police officers come up very, very high still. Police unions, not so much anymore, but police officers. So uh, regardless of what we think, they are still the more powerful political force, unfortunately, when it comes to voting. But we can change that. That's why people watch and, watch and listen to this show. We encourage you. <laughs> We encourage you, uh, We that's why we encourage people to, because we want you to be part of the solution and not part of the problem. So hopefully down ballot is part of the solution. But we'll see.
3: So we got, and another thing. Um, I think I'm just gonna call this dude Where's my truck and let the fucking thing play if that's okay <laughs> with you
1: yeah it's it's very self-explanatory i shouldn't talk at all. good
7: evening i'm audrey sistio i'm terry mcsweeney for the second time in a year a san jose man had his truck full of tools stolen this time he springs into action tracks down the thief himself and gets his truck back
0: and all of this is caught on dash cam and you'll only see it right here on nbc bay area nbc bay area's miriam favreau shows us how and why the man says he did it Robert Pendergrass says this surveillance video from a neighbor's home shows a thief stealing his truck in South San Jose Tuesday. Robert says he called police and met with a community service officer who came out to the scene. As a contractor, he says his truck is critical to his livelihood.
4: When somebody takes it from you, it, it it's
0: like hurting one of your children. I mean, it's that important to me. And that important to me is I'm going to do whatever it takes. After filing a police report, Robert realized he could use his AirTag tracking device to find out where his truck was. He jumped in his daughter's car and drove down to Morgan Hill to find it, while telling law enforcement what he's doing. He says this dashcam video shows his own truck passing him. So Robert made a U-turn and followed the driver.
4: I'm chasing my truck right now. Uh, we're heading towards uh, uh, San
0: Martin. Robert keeps following yeah, his truck all the way to Gilroy. He's taking
4: me to a place where, where it's dangerous for me now. He stops and jumps out of the, the car, the truck, and runs. Um, within 10 minutes, Highway Patrol shows up, Morgan Hill Police... Uh, Gilroy police
0: and the sheriff department all meet where I'm at less than two hours after his truck was stolen Robert gets his vehicle back but it's not the first time this has happened last April someone stole the same truck and everything inside at that time it was about five thousand dollars in tools it was variations of uh, all my uh, kind of hand tools I use for my typical job work luckily a neighbor saw someone selling his tools a few miles away police responded and helped him get his truck back this time he lost 500 dollars worth of tools san jose police repeatedly warned about the dangers of pursuing criminals on your own robert says he just reacted that's it i'm not going to put up with this anymore and i never crossed my mind what could happen tonight police are still looking for the suspect that stole robert's truck this week in san jose marion favreau nbc bay area news
3: i guess the thief was smart enough not to steal the air tag
1: <laughs> apparently i think robert bought some dmt from
3: marshall i don't know man <laughs> <laughs> he, seemed, he seemed it <clears throat> the video reminded me a little bit of a madison Star Moon video like how he's in the car like with the like you could see him driving and he's like talking about what he's doing and stuff. You remember when Madison star moon chased the pesticide truck?
1: Oh yeah. No, hundred percent. absolutely, <laughs> and got out and stood in the, in the middle of the, you know, of the spray and like, Oh my God, I can't believe you're doing this. Um, yeah, no, this, this guy strikes me as very Looney tunes. Um, but, uh, good, good on him. Got his truck back. I have to say though, what's the old say- saying? Fool me once. Shame on you. Fool me twice. Shame on me. Right. So I, I, my truck got broken into and I lost $5,000 worth of tools for my livelihood um, not too long ago. So w- why did you send, you know, why, why were you keeping any tools at all, $500 worth of tools in your truck? Like, hello, it's people don't just break into any car, right? They break into a car because they see something or they think they're gonna get something out of it. They're not trying usually trying to steal the car, in fact. Um, or if they are, they're gonna take whatever's in it and then leave the car, right? Because um, the car's the easy thing to track. Why are you le- making yourself vulnerable to this? How this happened twice, right? Like, I'm good to good on you for getting it back, but like, you might want to secure the car a little better. Yeah, tr-
3: trucks with lock boxes are actually common common to be stolen because people think there might be something in the lock box.
1: Sure, yeah. So it's just, I, I'd say, just you know, be a little safer with your truck. Then, if it matters that much, like, get parked. You know, clean out the garage and park it in the garage. I don't know, It looks like you're at a house. Doesn't look like you're in some sort of you know apartment complex. Anyway, well, everyone—that's a good. That's just good advice in general. Don't leave shit out in your car overnight, no matter where you live, because um, that shit will get broken into. Guaranteed, happens to everybody. All right. Well, that was a very efficient show, Producer Dave.
3: Yeah, right. Right around an hour. Right around an hour. Gives very us, nice, and we gives me a little more time to kill before local love, but that's fine. I'm usually kind of running around between the shows, so it'll give me a few more uh, minutes here. I'm going to read us out this week, I think. Everybody, thanks well, for listening it. to Down Ballot. We do the show live every Tuesday, 7.30 p.m. Pacific. Twitch.tv slash Echoplex Media. And make sure you check out our other podcasts. Especially check out How the Tech Are You? Because uh, that one is a podcast that needs listeners. And you can find that on uh, every podcatcher. This is Audible Smoke Signal. Song is called Locals. And uh, we'll be back in, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes or something for local love. Peace. Oh,
9: to get the party started pick up my phone just to check and see who's calling dress up real nice for the ladies at the bar and i'm driving in my car just to get to where they are here at the local scene is where i plant my feet it's where i smoke my cigarette and i hold my drink i look at all my friends they're all blazing greens here at the front of the stage waiting for mtv where are the me With the pipe in his hand, ready to place for me. About five minutes later, we're all singing, "Queen," picking the plug up on stage and rock like the scene. Yeah. We do what we want, and what we want is to jam. So sit back and enjoy the band. Hey, we do what we want. What we want to do. And what we want is to jam So sit back and enjoy the bang. Enjoy that bang. I turn and head back to the bar But be feel, man, because you know where we are We're headed out to the car To smoke another one and another one. Woo! Now just when the magic starts in, Now you we left playing. And you're now it's time to head in. Alright everybody, now it's time to grab a new drink. Spark it if you got it and then pass it to me. And we do what we want. And what we want is the jam. So sit back and enjoy the band. We do what we want we want is to jam, so sit back and enjoy the bang, enjoy the bang. Last up on the bill for the show tonight, It's down to dirty and dirty, at five so we're headed outside, Just park fuck up another joint now, who's got my lighter? a stoner E, of course, shouldn't you be inside? I'm all up in this bitch being who I gotta be, I'm fucked up like the US economy, the truth is, is that I don't think Logically stoned to e, take you on a psychedelic odyssey. Now inside, motherfuckers is rockin' me, and outside, shit we smoke a lot of broccoli. Rockin' the rolly, all the sexy groovy be jockin' me. Ain't too drunk to fuck, but don't probably do a sloppy. We do what we want. Do. And what we want is to jam, so sit back and enjoy the band. We do what we want, what we want to do, and what we want is to jam, so sit back and enjoy the band. The yeah, 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 yeah. only Say, that you like jamming? and Hope you like jamming too. Well, I gotta say, think about what we do. Yes, I I gotta say, thank you, Bob, we do. Well, Bob Marley said that he liked jamming and he hoped we liked jamming, too. Well, I gotta say, thank you, Bob, we do. that's I gotta say, thank you, Bob, we do. So sit back and enjoy the bed.
0: If you like what we're doing at Echoplex and aren't into Twitch, please join our Patreon at patreon.com slash Echoplex. For $5, you can get every show from beginning to end sent to you as an MP3. Even the stuff we bleep out because it's too spicy for Twitch. Ecoplex would not be where we are today if it wasn't for the community support we receive. Find out all the ways you can support the show at ecoplexmediacom support.